Okay, welcome back to Inside Flicks. This is our weekly box office report where we dive into the details of last weekend's box office numbers. So, Rich, tell us which movies made the top five this past weekend. The number one film in America is Mission Impossible Dead Reckoning Part 1 with 54.6 million. Coming in number two is Sound of Freedom with 27.2 million. Coming in number three is Insidious the Red Door with 13 million. Number four is Indiana Jones and the Dial of Destiny with 12.2 million. And rounding out the top five is Disney and Pixar's Elemental with 9 million. So Mission Impossible Dead Reckoning Part 1 was a somewhat of a surprise because it didn't surprise really... Surprise is a bad surprise. Well, it didn't really live up to the hype of, let's say, what we thought it was going to make because... Not at all. We thought the, the, the spillover of Top Gun Maverick was going to play in these numbers, but it really didn't. That's what makes... That's what makes it such a big disappointment. Because if it wasn't for Top Gun Maverick's success, if Top Gun Maverick had made like 400 million total worldwide, then this would be kind of as expected. Because this is mm-hmm. kind of how most of the Mission Impossible movies have performed. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, after Top Gun Maverick, I was really expecting this at the very least to be a franchise best, and it's not. And I'm I'm just completely blown away by this because like all this kind of like underperforming that we've been seeing at the box office, it seems like you know. Not even Tom Cruise can escape it, and mm-hmm. it, it's a shock. Uh, the the one thing that I guess this has going forward is, I guess you know, historically, you know, all the Mission Impossible movies, or 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 at least I think since Ghost Protocol, have had strong legs and have stuck around at the box office. Right. But you know, to counter that, you know, all these other franchises that have also have you know long legs, like you know Transformers and Indiana Jones, have not you know really stuck around. So I don't know. Yeah, I'm really surprised by this number because, well, although it it, it did reach 78 million uh, for the whole uh, five day weekend, I guess, mm-hmm. uh, it's still not that great. And it, I would really expect it to, uh, at the minimum, be 100 million for the five day. But internationally, Mission Impossible did, did well. The international uh, fans are still there for Tom Cruise. It makes me think that that there's something specifically going on with domestic mm-hmm. m- domestic releases here in, in the states. I think maybe here in the States, moviegoers have been disappointed. I guess they just really got tired of some of the, these big Hollywood movies. And I think that's what we're seeing here. People are just tired of these these IP franchises that they're just, I don't know. People want something different. And unlike other movies um, that have been released recently, Mission Impossible is a known IP, a huge IP. Mm-hmm. And this is not something that should, that the, like the, just because there's no late night television right now, mm-hmm. <laughs> it shouldn't have been any factor in it into it. And there, were, there was plenty of promotion for the movie, you know, oh, yeah, d- yeah. despite yeah. the mm-hmm. actor strike that's currently going on. Uh, Tom Cruise did his best to promote this movie all over uh, the world, and he did a pretty good job to get the mm-hmm. word out. And I, I just suppose, at least, like I said, in the states, he's not that big of a star that we thought he was after Top Gun Maverick. You know, the the buzz or the 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 sentiment after Maverick came out was that Tom Cruise was like kind of our last last movie star, right. and I guess the idea of a movie star is kind of have dissipated. Yeah, and I'm and I'm very curious now because I like I thought like if they were to make another Top Gun movie, that was a guaranteed hit. Mm-hmm. But if they were to make another Top Gun movie, can it repeat the success of Maverick? No, it, I, it doesn't seem like it should. I mean, it could because uh, I think we were just much more of a different state of mind last year. Yeah. And I think after all these IP films, these franchises, the remakes, the reboots, people who are older than let's say forty, 
who grew up on these IP stuff, who grew up in Indiana Jones, who grew up in the Star Wars films, I think they just kind of totally lost interest in, in Hollywood and in movies. And I think they just have not gone back to the movie theaters since Top Gun Maverick. And I think that's what we're seeing here in this summer, particularly because uh, people are just totally upset or maybe even frustrated with some of their kind of greatest heroes. And, and, you know, Indiana Jones did not really end in like the, you know, the greatest upbeat, you know, in the end of that movie. Uh, Star Wars have been the disappointment. Um, you know, I think people just, whoever grew up in the eighties and loved those movies, they're just really kind of frustrated and, and are just kind of like, you know, I'm not spending any more money in, you know, to watch some of this stuff. And I just rather just stay home and watch television or, or watch movies on streaming. Yeah. Uh, but regardless of that, I think, I think this movie still is so good that it's going to remain in the top five for a long time throughout the, the rest of the summer, for sure. Mm-hmm. This is not going to, you know, this is not going to fall, uh, fly away as fast as Indiana Jones is. That's for sure. Well, I don't, I don't, I'm not so sure anymore that it will stick around for that long anymore. Cause I mean, I know, uh, Oppenheimer is going to definitely take a lot of that, um, mission impossible audience away and everyone's going to go see barbie that's really that seems like it oh, could yeah. be the next big hit since mario <laughs> well i think mission impossible is going to stay in the top five for a uh, much more longer than we expected because it, it's not going to go away I'm, I'm sure barbie and arpenheimer are going to stay in the uh, you know fight for the n- number one place for the um mm-hmm. you know for the for next two couple weeks but mission impossible is going to hang in there a, a lot more longer than indiana jones i hope you're right but i mean I, I think we're really like in, in in a time where it's just like everything's just completely unpredictable and we really don't know because I'm like kind of what we were mentioned earlier. I was really expecting this to make a kind of double what it ended up making mm-hmm. right. for over this five day. And I'm, I'm yeah. just completely blown away. And uh, I think the only thing that right now that I think um, uh, Mission Impossible has going for it, because I think Barbie and uh, Oppenheimer are, are just going to be huge. But uh, I think the one thing Mission Impossible has going for it is in, in two weeks when uh, Haunted Mansion opens, I think that's probably going to bomb. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm just comparing. I'm just comparing it with more to like Spider Verse, and uh, it's just going to stay hang in there, uh, um, like uh, and even it could be hanging in there, uh, like uh, as much as Little Mermaid has. I mean, it's a Little Mermaid has been in the top ten for uh, for you know eight weeks so far, so it's it's still it's still around. Yeah, but Little Mermaid, like I think, barely made five hundred million, right? I mean, we need Mission Impossible to make way more than that. That would be a huge drop from you know the previous installments. But like I said, Mission Impossible is still a huge hit internationally. It's going to reach its number. It's going to reach its number. That's what I'm saying. It's just it's just going to do okay in uh, domestic. That's what I'm saying. I think they show. I think they really shows a bad release date for this. Yeah, it's definitely it's 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 going to be hurt by the fact that Oppenheimer and Barbie's coming out this week, and mm-hmm. you know it's all about kind of the real estate and how many movie theaters you can keep. You need a number of screens to to have money coming in, and uh, Mission Impossible is going to be losing some of those screens, certainly some of those premium screens, and losing all of them. Yeah, yeah. So it's gonna it's it's just going to have the 4DX screens, and then it's going to lose those to Haunted Mansion. So. It has only a couple of weeks to really prove that they can, you know, find an audience to, or uh, to find a repeat audience. And I, I'm not, you know, I'm not, I'm not as optimistic as Rich is. Yeah, I wanted to succeed though. Yeah, I was just expecting this movie to make, you know, uh, a, a much more noise uh, for this 
and you know kick off the summer again once again mm -hmm. you know right before Oppenheimer and Barbie let's talk about the second movie here Sound of Freedom uh this continues to grow oh uh, yeah for sure and they added 400 screens which is oh. incredible this yeah. is something this is something interesting because with a uh, sound of freedom i kind of i kind of had this theory and i i was thinking do you think maybe like because i think top gun maverick it was a movie that was really able to get like all parts of america all <laughs> all types of people to go see the movie you mm -hmm. know what i mean and i feel like maybe sound of freedom is taking part of the top gun maverick audience away from mission impossible oh, maybe yeah because yeah. I don't think people are really watching as many movies as they did, you know, in 2019. I think people are being more selective with how many movies they watch. Mm -hmm. And I think people are putting Sound of Freedom as a more as a bigger priority than Mission Impossible. Well, yeah, because Mission Impossible, I mean, I'm sorry, uh, Top Gun Maverick was more, uh, you know, uh, support the Navy. You know, uh, it's uh, it has some, like a military troops to, yeah, yeah. Uh, feel to it. So, um, uh, uh, so everyone was on board with it. Right. Looking at the demographics for Sound of Freedom, it seems like it's much more skewed for an older audience. It seems like 40 and up. That's the same audience for Mission Impossible. Yeah, I think it's much more uh, 40 and over. I think also Sound of Freedom is getting people who haven't really been to the movie theaters in a very long time. They probably haven't gone to the theater since Top Gun Maverick. <laughs> Maybe. Yeah, but <laughs> I think, unfortunately, there is a certain group of, of moviegoers who are watching Sound of Freedom who are more into that kind of conspiracy stuff. And I think yeah. it's also picking momentum from a uh, from the anti-Disney group, anti-Hollywood group. You know, per personally, I don't even believe that those people even watched Sound and Freedom. I think they just want to like pile on Disney. Well, they, I think <laughs> yeah. there's a lot of people who just bought tickets yeah. and maybe they didn't even watch the movie and just buy a whole bunch of tickets. And I think that's also up in those numbers as well i mean uh there's a lot of <laughs> there's a lot of conspiracy of, of people going to the movie theaters uh saying that it's sold out but it's empty and a lot of that is because uh push a uh, paying uh, forward program yeah. or campaign yeah i i i know what i know what they're doing they like buy they rent out the theater and then they like put out like free tickets for yeah. the event on like eventbrite and stuff like that right. and no one's just no one's going and no one's going but i want to say that's not to say that no one's watching this movie. I think there's a there's a lot of people who are watching this movie, mm -hmm. but also yeah. I think it has become more of a movement about anti Hollywood than anything else, or at least a certain group are seeing this as an anti Hollywood movie, and yeah. they're not really going because they like the movie itself, right? So well, it made it made such of a mark in the in the in the industry that it it actually uh, re reached the regular news sources or they they could, regular news programs right got interested in it and then this is and that helps the promotion uh, of the movie exactly yeah. so angel studios uh, they put this out brill brilliantly i mean uh, well, that, I, don't, I don't know if it's all orchestrated by them i think there was i think that maybe there were a shock as well as to how much this got uh noticed by a lot of people i don't know man i think like sound of freedom like the audience for this movie it's kind of like becoming like a very kind of like almost mild kind of internet mm-hmm uh trolling but on such a militant level that it's almost like trolling terrorism almost i think the success of this movie is disgusting <laughs> <laughs> no i think there is something about the kind of the fan base of, or you know a certain group of the fan base of this movie are just as equally um i don't know uh obviously us three, we hate the culture war stuff. We just hate it, mm -hmm. right? The culture war right. 
especially you know and it, it's it's unfortunate because we're movie fans and unfortunately it's movies and television are right at the center of the culture war and i you know speaking speaking on my behalf i i, I think the culture war is just a big distraction of real issues in 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 society and also in America and all that stuff. I think that all of it is a big distraction and it's in a lot of, in a lot of it, it's just, it's just uh, senseless and, and, you know, really stupid. So this, this whole kind of like group who are, who, who are, you know, promoting sound of ment or sound of freedom are just equally as ridiculous or, or, militant as like say people who are on the other side of of that uh spectrum you know yeah but, but also at, at the same time you know to, to be fair there's probably also a lot of people that truly like sound of freedom i'm just talking about like these like weird people online that are mm -hmm. like if you go online if you go on like the comment section for any like anything by like cinemark or or regal or amc the comments are like littered of people like just spamming these like movie theaters yeah. saying that you know they, that they're like pedophiles and mm -hmm. like murderers and all this stuff for not supporting this movie and it's like it's it i don't even know what they're talking about because they are support they are they're putting it in their theaters they're advertising it i don't know what else they want yeah. well they i yeah i don't yeah it's it's that's what the, that's the thing about this kind of conspiracy laden i guess the conspiracy laden groups out there who are kind of using sound of, of freedom to push a certain agenda or a certain um, anti anti uh, government, I guess sentiment. Um, but at the same time, I you know we've seen this before. We've seen this with like say the Snyderverse people. You know, using yes. the, you know <laughs> it's like it, it, I, this is what I hate about movies is that they have weaponized film for really silly stuff and really stupid stuff and. I'm not saying that the the intent of the movie of Sound of Freedom is not something that's worthy of to 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 you know to 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 be aware of. I mean, people should be aware of human trafficking, child trafficking. I think but, most people are aware of it. <laughs> yeah, and, and I'm shocked that a lot, a lot of people who were not aware of that. And I find it very disingenuous when they they go, you know, you're uh, you're you're pro human trafficker. Oh, if you don't promote this movie, or you're not pro this movie. And a lot of times these same groups will, you know, because, you know, the movie's set in, what, Colombia or Latin America. You know, if these these groups of immigrants <laughs> go to America, are you going to be as charitable? I mean, I, I, I would I would think that this same group will, will be the first ones to say, get the fuck out of my country. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> I mean, I, it's just, I, I find it just hypocritical or... or, or um. I found it disingenuous and I found it, yeah, hip, hypocritical. And, and, um, I, I think yeah, and there's a lot of that surrounding sound of freedom, which is sad. Cause I, I really do think the people that made the movie made it with the most earnest intentions ever. Yeah. And right. I think, I think, uh, um, you can you also got to understand that the, the movie was made like five years ago, like four years ago, the filmmakers, it was initially, <laughs> yeah, it was, it was initially, initially was supposed to be, uh, Fox. It was supposed to be a Fox film, and then TV movie. I'm not oh. sure it was a TV movie, but could have been an e easily like kind of an international release, and maybe just released here in the, on VOD or something like that. But you know, Angel Studios picked it up after after the filmmaker. I'm not sure who this who was the director, but he had to 
basically buy the rights back to uh, back his film, and that took like, many years. And then he was able to sell it to Angel Studios. And I think Angel Studios has come out and said that, you know, we don't support the conspiracy that, you know, people are trying to say. So they're trying to, you know, separate themselves from this kind of conspiracy people, you know, or, the, you know, the, the kind of the, the, the kind of dark side. They're of, aware of this madness. Yeah. Yeah. So they want to, they want to kind of, cause they, they do have a hit here. Yeah. So the fact that mm-hmm. this is kind of have blossom into this kind of phenomenon, or, you yeah. know, online phenomenon, at least that I think they were not really prepared for or whatever, but yeah, I don't know. Like some of the rhetoric surrounding the film and some of the fan base of the film. Yeah. And, and, and that's, and the, yeah, let me also clarify with like my, my problem with like these people online with Santa freedom, mm-hmm. why I think they're basically like militant terrorists, like online militant troll terrorists mm-hmm. is because they're like, you know, it's not just that they're insulting these movie theaters is that they're, uh, they're spamming other movies. They're spamming like, um, like a, a movie that I'm excited for the upcoming Ninja Turtles movie. They're like saying, you know, mm-hmm. that movie's, you know, made by all these like you know really disgusting names i I probably shouldn't say on youtube and um it's just it's just i don't know it's just disgusting to the media that these people are trying to trash the success of other movies so this movie that they're trying to create this narrative behind Mm -hmm. can succeed to it's for their own benefit really they don't care about you know the people that made this movie succeeding or you know angel studios or even the message behind it right it's it's like a personal thing to them. It's weird. It's it's it's, it's a very much an anti Disney anti Hollywood sentiment, and I think a lot of it has to do with like you know like I was saying before, I think there's a certain group of of forty year old and older who have been have grown to really distaste Hollywood at this point, especially after all their childhood heroes. Like uh, let's take for uh, for example Indiana Jones. And see him just kind of like depleted and and become who he is at the end of Dial of Destiny. I think that's it has pissed off a lot of people, and I think they you, have grown. Do you think that has the same effect on fans that are like you know the same age as Harrison Ford? <laughs> well, yeah, that's yeah. I don't know. I don't know, but uh, I think a lot of like I think like a lot of older moviegoers who grew up on on 80s films and 90s films they kind of have grown really really tired of Hollywood really frustrated and and uh, with Hollywood and that frustration has turned into this really corrosive and now they're kind of finding a, a new f- you know home with these kind of online conspiracy laden uh groups you know and uh mm. and they're kind of you know a lot of it's just coming from a just feeling out of place you know and if your 40s if you're in your 40s right now you're not you don't feel a part of the the of the pop culture that you once were because let's face it you're in your 40s you know and pop culture is usually geared for younger audiences i just found it so strange that uh mission impossible wasn't able to <laughs> make money mm-hmm. because because <laughs> mission impossible is like the safest alternative right i mean mission impossible is like it doesn't have to deal with all this stuff. Mission Impossible is not, you know, specifically quote unquote woke, but it didn't work, you know? And so you, you know, you would think like, you know, Sound of Freedom's making all this money because, you know, hey, it's, this is a real movie. It's not all that woke crap. 
But Mission Impossible didn't, you know, live up to what we were expecting. And in, in that, and there's nothing about Mission Impossible that says, you know, anything kind of blatantly, you know, whatever. I mean, it's kind of like a, it's almost like a blank page where you could just put your own kind of ideas into it. Do you think uh, that, uh, like, the Santa Freedom fans are coming out and saying, don't support uh, Mission Impossible because Tom Cruise is a Scientologist? Probably. Maybe. I don't know. <laughs> you know, I think a lot of that number, in and then, not a lot, but a certain, a certain portion of that number has been also fudged, you know? It's because a yeah. lot of people have spent a lot of money on... on Empty movie theater tickets. So there's a lot of people out there trying to make this look like it's a success. And I, I, and I think some of it has worked. I, I, again, I, I don't want to say that it's not making money. Now let's talk about the uh, number one film of last weekend, which is now number three, Insidious the Red Door, making only $13 million, dropping 60%. Mm-hmm. As expected for a horror movie. Yeah. Um uh, yeah, I don't think any of us were really necessarily expecting Insidious to have strong legs. And um, it, it being completely honest, it's actually performing still pretty well. It's already one of the more successful installments in the franchise. It just really needs to outgross, I think, the last two, which made about 160-something million. So it's about 40 million off to becoming the most successful one. Which yeah. It, it could still make worldwide. And um, uh, yeah, internationally, it's a it's a huge hit, also. So it's made even more domestically, more than yeah. d- the domestic total. So yeah, um, it's it's another hit for Insidious and another hit for uh, was it Bloomhouse? Yeah. Well, well, I, I this one's actually um, I think being distributed by Sony. I think previously Sony uh, had uh, only the um, Blu-ray uh, rights distribution mm. rights. So now now I think they're taking over. So they're happy. They're sure. making money along with Spider-Man. And Indiana Jones is next with 12.2. Uh, coming in number four, fourth place. Dropping another 55%. Is it over? Oh, yeah. It's, it's, <laughs> yeah, it's over. Yeah. It reached uh, 300, over 300 worldwide so far. It's got another 50 million in it, maybe. You, you think so? Yeah. Worldwide? I'm, I'm hoping, but still. That's a huge drop, another huge and, drop for it. So and, yeah, I mean the movie cost three hundred million. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's um, a, it's a it's a really kind of sad uh, final farewell to it. Well, not just Indiana Jones, but also uh, Harrison Ford. And you know, even though I, ha- I didn't particularly like the movie, I did like Harrison Ford's performance in the film. And I just wish that you know it could have been a much better send off. Um, but yeah, that's how. It, I yeah, still kinda, how it I still liked it more than the last one though. Yeah, Harrison Ford did not have a good month this month. I mean, just this movie and uh, and not being nominated for the uh, sure sure nomination for uh, shrinking shrinking right getting snubbed at the Emmys right right right. But he still has you know uh, I don't know what the, what does he have? He still has uh, <laughs> season two to look forward to. <laughs> Maybe he'll do another voice for uh, Secret Life of Pets. Okay. Maybe. All right, let's talk. Um, let's talk about the rest of the top ten, Rich. Uh, Tell us what movies made made the top ten. Coming in number six is Spider Man Across the Spider Verse. Number seven is Transformers: Rise of the Beasts. Number eight is No Hard Feelings. Number nine is Joyride. And around the top ten is The Little Mermaid. Joyride, another big drop. 
man, this is just a really disappointment. I mean, if the movie opened huge, that would be a good drop. (laughs) (laughs) To be fair, I've been hearing a lot of critics have saying that they didn't particularly like the movie uh, or didn't think it was as funny as they thought it was. And it seems like, and I, you know, we kind of agree. I think I think some people really overhyped it because yeah. I, th- I think oh, there, yeah. I think Joyride is, is a solid movie, but it's not. I mean, when you go in with like these expectations, like for you know the funniest movie since like Bridesmaid or the funniest movie since a Hangover, mm-hmm. I mean, you're 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 just setting the movie up for failure. I'm sure it'll find a, a bigger audience on streaming or VOD. But yeah, 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 yeah. I think I do agree with some of the what the critics have been saying, and that the. The kind of the sentimental stuff in the movie works a lot better than, say, the comedic stuff. And uh, the sentimental stuff is what saves the movie for yeah. me. <laughs> yeah, it, it's a shame that it, 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 the movie came out right when the uh, the Asian American, you know, audience was was coming out full force with you know everything, winning everything everywhere all at once with the winning uh, the Oscars and uh, all the success of mm-hmm. it, mm-hmm. and then all these, um, and then this movie comes out and just flattens them all but <laughs> you know what, you know what's kind of interesting is like you know joyride made you know about 10 million and then you look at number 15 and you know past lives you know i made about uh, almost 10 million and i'm like, curious do you think everyone that saw past lives went to go see joyride oh no way no 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 way. no, no. And, and we should also mention that past lives has doing pretty has done well and is doing it has an incredible incredible word of mouth and it's considered one of the be- better films of the year when I went to go see uh, Joyride in theaters, like there was only like it was a it was a packed it was it, well it was an advanced screen so it was like completely packed right mm-hmm. so it was only including myself there was only two other people that weren't Asian in the theater, and it was the same when I went to go see Past Lives and that was like during a regular screening and it was like just me and like two other people that weren't Asian, and I'm like man, I think these movies just fail to appeal to to a, a broader audience. Mm-hmm. Oh, maybe I'm wrong, but I don't. I don't know. I just it seems like they. Well, Past Lives just wasn't well marketed at well, all. Well, Past Lives. I, I never even saw. I never even saw a trailer for the movie. <laughs> well, Past Lives. I just heard it was good. Past Lives. It has this underground, or it has this kind of grassroots campaign, and it's also a twenty four, so it has that kind of built in fan base there. And from like the get go, it has this kind of word of mouth that this was going to be the best movie of the year. Joyride, on the other hand was a much more mainstream movie it's and it just yeah. didn't live up to it's the mainstream point. kind of uh expectations i would say that the you know rich was talking about the kind of the asian american wave oh there's have been successful some some successes this year they got the beef which is on netflix and mm-hmm. i think there's another uh movie coming out randall park's debut directorial but how, debut. how how successful was like beef like was it in the top 10 for a long time or i think it was successful yeah it was in the top 10 for a while but i'm saying uh it just got a couple emmy nominations so uh at least critically it's been a successful thing for for netflix well i mean all all of the all of these kind of like asian american projects have been successful critically that's true yeah yeah it's it's it, the thing is like are people are, is anyone watching them they should they should i mean maybe not joyride because i'm not i wasn't a big <laughs> fan of that one and I haven't seen Past Lives yet. Yet I heard you it's, know you. you I, it's a, I think it's the best movie of the year. And I think the beef is probably the best TV show I've seen this year. Maybe it's just the word hasn't the word hasn't spread enough yet. So 
Well, I mean, I think that definitely could be the issue with past lives because I, I really don't think, you know, yeah, like you're saying, like, I don't, I don't think it's really the word's been spread out on that movie just yet. I think for a movie like Past Lives, in order for it to reach a bigger audience, it's really going to need the help from award season. You know what I mean? Yeah. If if we start seeing, you know, the movie being nominated for Best Picture, you know, uh, Best Actress and all that, and we see the actors from the movie actually go on all these talk shows, but uh, everything's on strike right now, so... Let's just hope that all clears up by award season. Because I, I think, again, I think Past Lives is the best movie of the year. I think people should see it. I think the movie's really struggling to, you know, reach a, a broad audience. And, um, yeah. And the Academy Award goes to Sound of Freedom. <laughs> and the Academy Award goes to Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse. <laughs> I'll be so sad if that happens. <laughs> no, I'm saying Sound of Freedom because they're, they're the only ones who... Go to uh, you know oh, to the award show. To yeah. the award show. <laughs> James Wiesel walks to the uh, the podium and says, "Thank you, everyone." Now I'm here. Here's my QAnon stuff. <laughs> now let me spread the word. Let me spread the word of QAnon. I just got one thing to say: God's children ain't for sale. <laughs> whatever. What was that line or whatever? I don't know. <laughs> um, let's look ahead and uh, next week. Uh, let's talk about the movies coming out. This coming up week, Rich, tell us what movies are coming out in wide release in theaters. Opening up wide is Barbie. This is the much buzzed about spoofy comedy based on the beloved Mattel toy line starring Margot Robbie and Ryan Gosling and directed by Greta Gerwig. Also opening up wide is Oppenheimer. This is Christopher Nolan's latest star studded historical drama starring Killian Murphy as physicist J. Robert Oppenheimer, who is often referred as the father of the atomic bomb. Yeah, so Barbie is tracking pretty well. So it's yeah. tracking about 110 for the weekend, which is huge. It would be one of the biggest openings this summer. And yeah, but that's what they said about Mission Impossible. <laughs> so, <laughs> no, no, no. No, I think this is they, for real, though. I, yeah. yeah, I know, I know. No, but here's here's also the thing, though. Early reactions have been coming out for Barbie, right. and it's mixed. Mm. Yeah, I mean, and and some of the people, and some of the people that you'd expect that you know to love the movie. Mm-hmm are not loving the movie. Mm. And yeah, I'm hearing, hearing a lot of the same criticisms. So far, I'm hearing that the Ryan Gosling is the best part of it. So Yeah, that's what I keep hearing too. But th- don't you think that has something to do with that, that this feels like kind of this year's Barb and Star... Uh, what was the rest of that title of the movie? <laughs> Barb and Star go to... <laughs> Barb and Star go to Vista Del Mar, was Right, it? so, which was a comedy... That a lot of people really, <laughs> that a lot of people really, really enjoyed, and and they think it's their one of the you know their favorite comedies in, of recent years. And then there's us who hated that movie with a passion, oh, yeah. and didn't didn't get the joke. And I think maybe there's going to be people who well, come out of Barbie and just don't really get the joke. Could be, could be, but maybe. But, <laughs> but I, I I believe that Greta Gerwig's direction direction will be more dazzling. I mean, more like a mm-hmm. look wise, it'll 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 pop so well i think the promotion behind the movie has been pretty well and a lot of it has to do with mattel not necessarily warner brothers uh but oh no they'll just, they'll just take the credit you know and i'm, and I'm talking about like kind of co- unconventional stuff like doing the the barbie hotel thing i think that's what you got to do to make people aware that these you know these movies are coming out and you have to like kind of think out of the box and i think mattel did a good job doing that yeah 
I wouldn't be surprised if this hits the uh, TikTok community and they start oh, yeah. going to the theaters with, mm-hmm. you know, pink and turquoise and right. uh, be like the yellow. Thing all over again. Exactly. Minions. Yeah. 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 This is definitely destined for for a TikTok. Yeah. Kind and of Mike, you, viral you like video. those TikTok videos, right? I'm a huge fan of TikTok. <laughs> <laughs> um, let's talk about Oppenheimer. Now, this is tracking about 49 million for its opening. Which is pretty big for a, a Christopher Nolan movie. It is also going to be available on IMAX. It's going to be taking up a lot of the. I think it has it has the exclusive IMAX theaters. So if you're going to watch this movie, you're going to watch it in the biggest screen possible. And I think that's going to be interesting to see kind of a a drama in a big screen like that. And so that might work in in its favor. Yeah, this is the first movie that's probably going to be a, the Academy Award contender, and uh, um, this it, it'll how how weird would it be that Christopher Nolan picks up an Academy Award, you know, for 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 this film, which is his first Universal Pictures. I mean, after all the <laughs> Warner Brothers, you know, after his his long, long history with Warner Brothers, and it's so interesting that Barbie comes out in the same yes, week as Oppenheimer yes. as the yeah. kind of a you know a, a complete fu to to Christopher Nolan or something. I don't know. I don't, Maybe I'm thinking too much into it, but I, I was thinking the same thing. Honestly, I think a lot of people are thinking that. So I, it's an interesting battle. I don't think I don't think Oppenheimer is going to be number one, but I think it's if it does do well in the box office, I think it's just going to show you that people maybe are tired of the IP stuff and are tired of some of the reboots and the franchise stuff, and they really want to see kind of some uh, character-driven dramas done by really accomplished filmmakers like Christopher Nolan. You know, I, maybe Christopher Nolan's the only one of his kind, and there's not many filmmakers like him who could, like, draw a crowd for a weekend. You know, I'll, I'll be interested in seeing how much this does in its opening weekend. Uh, Barbie, I think, is going to be huge because people are just waiting to laugh, despite Joyride's Joy unper- underperformance. But I, I think people are looking for a comedy, a spoofy comedy, and uh, I think Barbie's going to hit that kind of um, need, I guess. And uh, I, I think, I think Oppenheimer is going to be a hit, man. Um, I don't know if it's going to necessarily have strong legs. I don't know about you know how movies are going to have how movies are going to perform out in the long run right now because mm-hmm. it's just it's kind of crazy times right now. Yeah. But um, I think Oppenheimer is going to open open like Christopher Nolan's other movies um you know interstellar open to about 47 million and dunkirk open to 50 million i think oppenheimer is just going to be slightly below that i think it's probably going to open to like 45 million and i think throughout the week it's going to be um very successful i just don't know like once we start getting more new releases and stuff how it's going to continue to perform because i don't know man just you know all these movies just have not have the legs that we were expecting to have and um it might end up being more front-loaded than some of Christopher Nolan's more successful films. Well, knowing how Christopher Nolan and also Tom Cruise is, that they, they're going to uh, maintain that their films not go into streaming or, or Blu-ray right away, so they're going to continue They're going to like continue to delay. They already booked the, the IMAX theaters for how long was it? <laughs> like, for a couple of weeks. Two, two yeah, weeks, it's an right? exclusive deal. Longer, longer than that, right? Yeah, maybe. Yeah, maybe for a whole month. A large major majority of the movie was shot in IMAX cameras, so it was designed to be seen yeah. in the IMAX theater. 
Well, let's move on to uh, limited release. Uh, Rich, tell us what movies are coming out in limited release. Opening up on limited is Cobweb. This is the new supernatural thriller that stars Lizzie Kaplan, Anthony Starr, and Woody Norman as a family in trouble. Also opening up in limited is Fear the Night. This is a new home invasion action thriller that stars Maggie Q as an ex-soldier fighting back when a bachelorette party goes awry. Also opening up Unlimited is The Beanie Bubble. This is the new based on the true story 1990s dramedy that stars Zach Galifianakis as the mogul behind the Beanie Babies empire. Elizabeth Banks, Sarah Snook, and Geraldine Viswanathan also star. The film will be released in select theaters this Friday before premiering exclusively on Apple TV Plus next week on July 28th. Well, speaking of streaming, uh, tell us what's coming out on streaming this weekend. Streaming on Netflix is They Call Tyrone. This is the new darkly comedy, pulpy mystery thriller that stars John Boyega, Tayona Paris, and Jamie Foxx. Also streaming this time on Max, Superpower, the DC story. This is the new three-part documentary that takes an unprecedented look at the enduring and influential legacy of DC Comics. It premieres Thursday, July 20th. All right, there you have it with limited and streaming. Uh, we should uh, we should add that this is going to be our final box office report for a while. We're going to take a break. We're not going to be doing box office reports for for a time being. We're going to be waiting to see how the SAG strike pans out and see how how well or how long this is going to last. Because it's I don't know. I find it very personally. I find it very strange to talk about some of these movies when you know there's a strike when when there's a actors and a writer strike and and i feel like that you know the next couple of weeks is going to be pretty pretty tough people are going to pick sides people are going to draw some lines and uh, i i don't feel like uh you know you know being a part of that you know just uh, so let's take a break for now and we'll come back after everything's uh, settled i'm hoping it'll be a quick negotiation i'm sure it's going to be a tough couple of weeks but and and maybe even a couple months but ho- hopefully it's uh sooner sooner than later but yeah we'll just take a break for for now all right so that's it for this episode of uh our weekly box office report like we said we'll be back uh when when uh you know everything settles out settles down and uh well hopefully it's much sooner than later uh until then um Keep your feet on the ground and keep reaching for the stars. Okay, there you go. All right, bye-bye, everyone.